0: Hello, friends! Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. We spend about a third of our life sleeping. This time is vital for our physical, mental, emotional, and energetic health. But we aren't actually shutting down during this time. This is when our energetic systems take over. So we'll be exploring where exactly it is we go while we dream, how to be present in dreams, as well as how to deal with nightmares and sleep paralysis. Here we go. A lot of the stuff I will be covering today is channeled material, so it's coming through by my guides and how I have grown to understand everything. So take what resonates, leave what doesn't. So dreams are sometimes shrugged off as just hallucinations of sorts that occur while we're asleep, but there's a lot more to it. When we sleep, our soul is able to travel, process, and explore, and our whole body is able to replenish its life force energy. So while our waking reality may seem very concrete and physical, there is so much to our existence that we are not always aware of. Dreams may end when we wake up, but that doesn't mean they aren't real. If we forget something that happened yesterday, or have a memory pop up but don't remember how it ended, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Everything is energy, and dreams are simply the signatures of specific energies that our soul is experiencing. This is obviously a natural part of our being and is so imperative for physical, mental, and emotional functionality. Not just sleeping, but dreaming itself helps our bodies recover, helps memory, emotional processing, manage stress, and a bunch of other stuff. Our energy system is highly responsible for why dreaming is so beneficial. We're half physical beings and half energetic beings. Just as our energy system is present but somewhat subdued in our waking state, our body is present but somewhat subdued in our sleeping state as our energy systems are then at the forefront. We require a balance between these two states in order to function most optimally. When we stay too much in the physical, a.k.a. not getting enough sleep, our physical and energetic conditions will start to decline. So obviously our body will have issues. We may get sick. It can create disease. Energetically, we'll have a more difficult time connecting to things. Energy will feel a little bit more chaotic. On the other side, when we spend too much time in the energetic a.k.a. sleeping too much or channeling too consistently without giving our body a break, the same decline will occur. Balance is essential. So, dreaming allows our energy to go beyond the confines of the physical because, again, we are still energetic beings and our reality spans more than what we see in our waking life. Our body anchors our consciousness here, so unless you train yourself to astral project, this is the only time you have to connect to the other dimensions of life. When our body is in this neutralized sleep state, our consciousness shifts to our energy body, which allows us to explore our inner world to process any heavy energies, emotions, or blockages. This allows fresh, healthy life force energy to enter our energy field and help our bodies stay healthy. Additionally, when we dream, our soul is able to connect to our auric bodies and the realities associated with each, other dimensions, parallel realities, other planets, and even visit the people or beings that we are connected to in our waking state. Any emotional, mental, physical imbalances that occur during our waking state have a signature in our energy field. It can look anything like a bubble of energy to a, like, cloudy mass. This will hang the heaviest on our field, so we'll be the first place our soul goes when we're sleeping. This is why if you're stressing about a test or had some traumatic situation happen, you'll dream about it because your energy is trying to process it so it doesn't turn into a larger issue and manifest into a physical ailment or something. It's essentially healing and neutralizing the energy, bringing in fresh life force energy to help your mind and body begin the process of releasing them. If you have recurring dreams, but they aren't fully identical, this could be a sign that your energy is having a difficult time processing the energy. For example, I used to get this recurring dream. It was more like a nightmare, but it came every few days. I would dream that i was being kidnapped i was like taken on a plane and then held hostage in this little building and had to escape every time i dreamed about it it would go a little bit further so the first time i fought them on the airplane and ended up dying the next time i fought them at the place i was held hostage at but got caught and this kept kind of progressing over a couple of weeks until I finally successfully escaped and then I never dreamed about it again. This fear and energy is something I naturally carried due to my PTSD, so it was just a way for my body to kind of overcome it, but it took a while because it hung very heavy. <laughs> if you have a recurring dream that is the same every time, It could be a message from your guides trying to make clear that there is energy you aren't integrating or releasing. Your soul is consistently trying to work it out while making it clear that you also have to process it in your waking state because you're not making much progress just energetically. Like, more needs to be done, basically. On the other hand, a recurring dream could point to a person or being that is consistently trying to communicate with you. In this case, the repetition could be to either make their message louder, their presence more familiar, or the dream itself could be opening up these downloads in your body to help with whatever shift your energy is experiencing. So consistently having the dream play will allow the downloads to really saturate in your field for better adoption. All of these concepts also go for if you're really consistently excited about something or thinking about a person a lot, that's a very loud saturation of energy, so you'll naturally be inclined to explore that more. Processing doesn't always have to be a bad thing, so it's not like an issue is present. You're just understanding those feelings and shuffling through the information. Dreams also allow your energy the opportunity to practice things you want to integrate more in your life. For example, if you're trying to get better at vocalizing what you want or there's a current situation happening that is forcing you to step out of your comfort zone and vocalize that, you may dream of something that holds that same energy but not necessarily mirrors the situation itself. So you could dream about walking into a big business building and feeling fueled to randomly demand a huge position at the company or something. Your energy is basically just exploring what it feels like to vocalize that so that you have something to draw from in your waking life. This is also kind of in the realm of the phrase, sleep on it. It's when someone has been working on something for a long time or has to make a decision on something and decides to reflect on it overnight and go back to it in the morning. Since that energy is prevalent in your field and you're giving yourself an intention to work it out when you're sleeping, your soul will work out the options or multiple scenarios. While you may not remember what those specifically looked like, you may just wake up with a clearer perspective on it. Also, dreaming allows your soul to connect to higher dimensional beings, so you could have a conversation with your guides to find the best options. We are supposed to figure out a lot of things ourselves, which is why we don't all wake up with, like, all the solutions to everything. But it does make the process a little bit easier since any energetic blockages surrounding potential solutions can be broken down a bit. If you do want to sleep on an issue, it's good practice to literally state that intention and even directly ask your guides to help you while you're sleeping. Your guides can't just come in and shift things by themselves all the time. So because we have free will, we do have to kind of allow them and call upon them if we want them to come in and help with something specific. When this whole sleep on it concept applies to creative endeavors, sleeping allows our soul to reconnect to source where the possibilities are endless. If you're having a creative block or are feeling like your creative juices are just exhausted, Dreaming allows that connection to source to be reestablished so we can overcome this and work out a solution to wherever we were stuck in the creation. I know many people this has happened to, but there have been a few times where I had a choreograph for like a show or a music video or something and was just drawing a blank. I went to sleep, had a dream of great choreography, woke up, remembered it, and used it for the show. (laughs) This doesn't happen all the time, but it is a beautiful little gift when it does. So we're moving on now. In addition to connecting to all of this stuff revolving around us in the physical world when we sleep, our soul can also choose to go inward and explore our personal universe a bit deeper or fly outward to other planets and areas. If you go inward, you will stay within the confines of your entire energy Which in itself is very vast. (laughs) This is where the connections to our auric body realities happen. Those dreams in particular can feel very real. Some people you'll recognize in them, some you won't. The relationships in each of these realities may not mirror that of the physical one. They're also energetic, so the way the world works in general will also be very different, but they'll still feel very familiar. As with anything else, you may explore certain scenarios in these realities to work out specific energies with the energies of the people you are connected to in that reality. Since your soul is almost independent from your body in a dream state, you are not confined to linear time. You are free to explore past, present, and future events. If you're dreaming often about older memories, there's probably still energy there that needs to be processed, or perhaps there's a useful tool hidden in that memory that your soul is looking to reawaken in your body. You are also free to just explore moments in time and other parallel realities, so it could feel like a memory, but be a little bit different. Regarding the future, it isn't set, so it's normal to have a dream that feels very much like a foretelling of things to come but then doesn't work out that way. The future can completely change just due to the slightest little shift or thought in somebody else. So, you could have just been saying what the future held based on the circumstances at the time you dreamed it. Another way of saying this All outcomes are worked out somewhere, so it just means your waking reality didn't align with the reality that held that outcome. Now, if your soul flies outward, you can visit the physical body of someone you know on Earth, as well as beings in other realities and planets that you may not be correlated with. One night, like last year, I was getting ready for bed and a friend of mine popped in behind me. I was confused because it felt like a spirit, but he didn't pass away. It was weird. (laughs) Basically, it was just his soul popping in while he was sleeping to chit-chat. So that happens sometimes. (laughs) In terms of visiting other planets, there was a dream I used to have a lot with these creatures that kind of looked like care bears, but they were all types of animals. They always felt like close friends of mine. They had a very familiar, good vibe, and it always felt like a celebration when I would dream about them, so I always interpreted it as me just popping in and saying hi to some old friends. If you want to direct where your soul goes, you can start the process of astral projecting before bed. So while you're laying down, imagine your astral body lifting up, flying through the Earth's atmosphere, and then flying to whatever area of space you want. I talked about this in a previous episode, so I'm just kind of doing a nice summarization, but try to make the process as realistic as possible. So, use your imagination. Pay attention to the temperatures, textures, sounds, colors, all that stuff that you are seeing, feeling, hearing while astral projecting to really set that intention in and then you'll fall asleep and your spirit will still be present wherever you went. When two people have the exact same dream, it could be due to you both being in the same place like this, like going to the same area in space, or that your consciousnesses were both present in the same energy bubble or reality at the same time. This could be guided by both of your guides to ensure a certain energy between you is worked out or brought to your attention, perhaps. Or it could have just happened naturally, in a sense, like it was just supposed to be. (laughs) To better connect to your dreams, I recommend setting the intention right before bed that you will remember your dreams. And have a journal near your bed where you can immediately write down any that you remember when you wake up. This all sets a clear intention that we are open and want to connect with that state, which naturally helps strengthen the connection. Intention is everything. It is the key to all. (laughs) The more we connect to our dreams, the more present we're able to become in them. When I first started to do this as a kid, I told myself very sternly before bed that I was going to remember everything, and that night... Anytime a new dream started, I would see this like title page very clearly introducing the dream. The dream would happen and then it would close again with a page that said the end. The more you write and analyze your dreams, the more you can begin seeing similarities between them, which builds your personal dream dictionary to understand what certain symbols or occurrences mean. Understanding energy is very symbolic and dreams are no exception. By doing this, you begin to open yourself up to the wonderful messages and personal exploration that dreams offer us. To best optimize your dream time, you need to prioritize sleep and create good sleep time habits. The more regular your cycle, the better. So having a fixed time to go to bed while giving yourself an allotted amount of time before that to start winding down. I personally usually set aside about 45 minutes to an hour to relax before I go to sleep. I try to keep the lighting lower, so I'll just turn on the like little side lamps instead of like the overhead bright one. I take a nice warm shower, I journal, I might meditate. I will prep my schedule or to-do list for the next day. You can read or listen to an audiobook, stretch a little bit, use essential oils. My favorite is lavender. Listen to relaxing music, maybe light some candles. As much as you can, try to stay off screens, cell so phones, TVs, laptops. You also don't want to eat anything with a lot of sugar right before bed. Same thing goes for alcohol and THC, those two mess with REM sleep, so there's a high probability you won't remember any dreams if you have them at night. You also want to stop your caffeine intake about 5 hours before bed so your body is able to reach that nice, calm, tired state at night. And then you want a nice, dark, quiet, and calm room. You want to feel comfortable and safe. Prioritize sleep to make sure you're getting around 7-8 to hours and then set a fixed time to wake up every day. So you're setting a very nice, strong cycle. Obviously, schedule changes happen, things get weird, but just try as best you can to have a nice regimen kind of planned out as it will allow you to be most optimal in sleep. During the day, Try not to nap for more than 30 minutes. And then just be aware of what you personally need, what your body needs. So I found that I need to exercise in the evenings in order to sleep well. Otherwise, I have too much energy going crazy from the day. So, you know, just notice how you feel throughout the day and what patterns personally help you sleep better. The more that you do this, the more that you'll be able to connect to your intentions of dream awareness. This now very smoothly takes us into the practice of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is when you are consciously aware that you're in a dream, which allows you to then have some control over it. What's cool about lucid dreaming is it actually is very effective at helping overcome fears and phobias because you can make the decision to fight back or diminish the fear if you're having a bad dream. It also helps enhance creativity and confidence in your waking life. It's a great tool to have, but it's important to have some nights when you don't set the intention to lucid dream. When we lucid dream, we may energetically take over too much, which prevents the natural processing to occur, which will then not allow our life force energy to fully replenish, and we won't be getting all those good benefits of, like, regular sleep. Sometimes we just gotta let go and let our energy systems do what they are designed to do. A good place to start with lucid dreaming is simply doing the aforementioned things, setting the intention, and keeping a dream journal. It's also important to set a sign up to let yourself know that you are dreaming. For example, your sign could be to poke your hand. Energy works different, so in a dream, you'll probably poke through your hand rather than like hit a physical barrier. You can be aware of the time if there's a clock, Time will jump all over the place in a dream state, so that will be a good indicator that you're dreaming. You can even double check that everything is consistent in terms of colors, information, textures, etc. In a dream, the text on a poster may keep changing every time you look at it, so double checking your environment is a good one. Just set one of these and practice it during the day, like poke your hand every so often or look at a clock every so often. It will allow it to become muscle memory. And you'll naturally know to carry it out when you're in a dream state. You want to kind of make a habit of it so that it's just a natural thing that comes up. And that's really it. When you go to bed, just set the intention that you want to be aware of your dreams, that you want to be in it. As you start dreaming, slowly, it's a process, so it'll take a while, but slowly you'll start becoming a little bit more conscious in the dream. And then you can carry out your sign, um, making sure that you are, in fact, dreaming. And yeah, and then you can kind of play from there. You can also go to bed with the intention that, like, in the dream, you will be aware of any temperature changes or anything you hear or something. Just set the intention of, like, a certain sense picking up on things, and it'll naturally help that kind of carry out, you know, so you can start kind of unlocking that ability. If you suffer from mental health issues that make it difficult to distinguish between a hallucination and what's happening in real life, it is recommended that you don't dabble in lucid dreaming as it can make it even more difficult to distinguish when a hallucination is occurring. I just want to make sure everyone's safe and not pushing themselves to areas that maybe are not healthy for them, so (laughs) just FYI. Okie doke, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're getting into nightmares, sleep paralysis, and how to prevent them. Stay tuned! (music) Alright, we are back. Just as with any dream, nightmares can be a result of fear or really heavy energy lingering in your field that simply needs to be processed. There are, however, a few things you can do to prevent this from happening. The most, like, confrontational is you can just face your fears, (laughs) reflect on why they scare you, where the fear stems from, allow yourself to see that the fear is an illusion. This doesn't necessarily make it go away, especially if it's a severe phobia, but by acknowledging it, it will prevent it from constantly lingering and sticking to your field. It kind of allows you to take ownership of it a little bit, you know, and just kind of reintegrate it. The stronger the fear, the more difficult this will be. So, I recommend perhaps saving this for lesser surface fears rather than like deep diving into your like worst phobias. Another thing you can do is reflect on what the nightmare is trying to tell you. This kind of goes along the lines of automatic writing, but since these messages are coming from within, you already know the answer. You don't have to try to read a separate entity you're just diving within yourself so draw a picture of the main antagonist or evil presence of the dream it doesn't have to be an intricate drawing by any means a stick figure is perfectly acceptable you just need something that represents it after you have your drawing write down a question to it underneath for example If you have a dream of a crazy clown hiding in a pool waiting to drown you, draw a picture of the clown and ask beneath it why it wanted to drown you. Meditate with the question, write down whatever comes to mind. You can then continue asking questions about its purpose, where it came from, who it represents, or whatever else is bothering you about the dream. That way you can work the energy out and move on so that it doesn't come back in the future. This also helps work out your fears because it dispels any misunderstandings or illusions that may revolve around it. Another thing you can do is do some sort of meditation before bed to relieve any of that heaviness, surface tension stuff. I personally have to go to meditations that I like to use when I am kind of in a more heavy state of mind. The first is more gentle, it is a movement type meditation, so you want to find a comfortable position either sitting down or laying down. I personally like to lay down, but you can do whatever floats your boat. Begin to focus on your breath, then draw attention to your toes. Wiggle them around, flex them, point them, just move in all directions and all ways. <laughs> Notice if there is any discomfort or odd sensations in your toes. If there are, inhale. Imagine your breath flowing into the specific area of discomfort and then as you exhale, imagine the breath picking up this heavy energy and expelling it out of your body. Thank the heavy energy for being with you and let it know it's now time for it to leave. Repeat this until you feel the energy has cleared and then allow your toes to relax. It's perfectly normal for the discomfort to not immediately disappear, but the more you acknowledge it and the more you let it know it must leave, the more it will begin to slowly release from your body over time. But just, you know, do it a few times, maybe like a good three times if needed. Next, you'll draw attention to your foot and ankle. So, same thing, move it around, flex the muscles, notice any discomfort or odd sensations. If there are, inhale to the area, exhale, release it. Do that as many times as you need to, and then you continue this with your calves, knees, Hips, thighs, abdomen, chest, shoulders, arms, elbows, wrists, fingers, <laughs> nose, mouth, cheeks, eyes, everything. You're, you're going through your entire body. So every little piece of your body is going to be flexed. You're going to wiggle it around and really get your muscles tight and tense in that area, search for discomfort, release it, move on. The second meditation is a bit intense, but it helps me personally when I notice I have been internalizing a lot. It's very effective at releasing any built-up tension in our mind and body. I know it to be called the monkey mind meditation, but it is very opposite to your typical monkey mind meditation. The monkey mind is all that mental chatter, thinking about what you have to do later, what you're scared of, what happened yesterday, and starts overthinking future scenarios. Most meditations will focus on quieting the monkey mind as a way to tame it. However, this meditation gives it permission to just release and let go. You want to find a comfortable seated position and gently gaze at a spot in front of you. Try to remain as still as possible and draw your attention to your breathing. As you remain focused on your breath, give your mind permission to release. When a thought pops into your mind, observe what your mind shows you. Watch it as it shifts into another thought or scenario. Don't stop it or control it in any way. That's the trick for this meditation. You do not want to tell it what to do. You're letting it release and just explore whatever the hell it wants to explore. Don't shut your mind off if it shows you something unpleasant. Simply allow and honor what it is showing you, no matter how bizarre or uncomfortable. And that's it. Super easy. <laughs> I recommend doing this meditation for only about, like, five to ten minutes at first. Once you become more comfortable, you can increase the amount of time you do it for to, like, maybe 15 or 20. But it is, it is intense. Since we train our minds to shut off unpleasant thoughts or images, it's very common for our minds to test our boundaries when first practicing this. So, you'll most likely see some like serious, dark, horrific, bizarre situations in your mind the first few times. This is perfectly normal. The more you give your mind permission to release and work out anything it needs to in this safe space, the more your mind will begin to trust you and work with you, and the more normal the images and ideas will be. It's incredibly empowering once you create this trust with your mind and self. I always feel a lot calmer after doing this meditation. Like, I just released so much anxiety and tension. It's really good stuff, but the, like, learning curve is a little weird. (laughs) That being said, too, if you are really in a low mental health state, this one is not for you. This is a great meditation for maintenance, but you'll need a lighter one like the first meditation to bring you up to a healthier state of mind. And then once you're in that like neutral centered state for a good while, you know, you're nice and established in that, then this one will help maintain that. If you're very sensitive to energy or take on other people's energy like an empath, You may have an increase in nightmares or unpleasant dreams because you have more to process since you're also kind of dealing with other people's energies too. Also, if you're totally packed with energy to process already, like you are just emotionally at your limit, your field will also very much be on edge. So, if while dreaming you connect with an energy that is warning you of something to come or you're just processing the energy already around you, the energy may be interpreted in the dream way more dramatic than it actually needs to be. For example, let's say that the energy of a future small inconvenience is just making itself known so you can prepare Since you're on edge already, you may interpret what's supposed to be a small inconvenience as something that is like a huge, terrible disaster. So there is a message behind it. There is like a processing and guidance. However, it just may be a little bit more heightened than normal. Next week, probably, we're going to discuss the health of your space and how that impacts you. So keep an eye out for that, as that will also make a huge difference. If there's heavy energies in your space, you will easily connect with them too when you're in an energetic state, which can also, again, if you're sensitive, it'll just create weird things. (laughs) Some medications can increase the presence of nightmares. This may be due to your body and energy system not being able to process things as efficiently. When we put certain chemicals in our bodies, it can create side effects and it disrupts the flow of life force energy to certain areas of the body, which can then create a clog or imbalance, which then gives you a lot of energy to have to process and go through. If you continue taking medications that don't agree with you, it'll keep adding on to that cycle and oversaturate and can become a physical manifestation of something, meaning an illness, ailment, or disease. Not all medications will cause this, and not all disagreeing medications will cause nightmares. You have to get to know your body and assess any changes, but focusing on dream stuff, the ones that do cause nightmares are an issue because they prevent you from gaining all the necessary benefits of a strong sleep game and can signal that there is some imbalance present. So if it's an issue, it may be worth talking to a doctor about switching medications. Or, if that's not possible, you can just allow yourself some time to naturally regulate your energy by exercising, drinking water, meditating, journaling, etc. Bad dreams can also be the result of certain foods. Things that are highly processed, high in sugar, high in sodium, high in the bad fats, will also have an effect on our energy body. When people begin the process of becoming more sensitive to energy and their body's natural frequency begins to rise, certain foods will begin disagreeing with them. Food affects our body chemistry and functioning, so if you ingest heavier foods, they'll have an adverse effect on these mechanics. On the other side of things, food is energy. So you're putting heavy energies in your body, which weighs down your body's vibration and limits the natural flow of healthy life force energy. When the vibration of your energy field raises, you'll need more pure foods because that frequency will better match your body and kind of better fuel this cleansing processing deal. So yeah, just be aware of the food you're intaking as that can also just give your body more that it has to process in dreams. All right, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis happens when you are just falling asleep or just waking up. You are basically conscious but can't move your body, so you feel paralyzed. Some people feel an evil presence or see, hear, feel heavy beings while others do not experience this at all. They just feel the paralysis and that's that. There is a explanation for this scientifically, which is that it occurs when you go into REM sleep too quickly. So you'll be aware of this frozen state presently because you're still somewhat conscious. It can also happen when you come out of REM too quickly, which causes the same deal. Going back to this concept of the energies of your space affecting you, I have noticed that sometimes, many times, (laughs) people in spaces with heavier energy beings will have this happen. When we are off dreaming, Our body is a little bit more vulnerable and heavy energy beings may try to get us trapped in that weird in-between state. Some beings feed off of the energy of fear. They're like an energy vampire. (laughs) So getting you into that state will kind of satiate them because it can cause fear. It's like Monsters, Inc. How they have the monsters go and scare the kids and they are just there for the screams. They collect it and that's all they need. Similar idea. However, it can also occur due to that weird natural glitch that can happen. It's not always serious. It's not always signaling that there's this like crazy monster in your room. You know, it it could just truly be your mind and that's okay. The key to sleep paralysis is not to get scared. If you think of something that makes you happy and lifts your mood, I've noticed the paralysis goes away fairly immediately. I personally think of bright colors or happy memories because that lifts my mood, but you can also think of a specific person, a pet, an object, whatever. Focus fully on it and your body will relax so you can gain control of it again. Sleep paralysis is common with certain disorders, but keep in mind, disorder, like dis-ease, is when your energy field is unbalanced. So it could draw some weird energy beings that latch onto you and cause this thing. To prevent that from happening, there are a few things you can do. Keep your space clean and tidy. Heavy energy likes to hide anywhere there's chaos, so the tidier it is, the healthier the energy is. Open up the windows, allow light and fresh air in. We will be getting into all the ways to keep the energy of your space clear next week, so I'm going to kind of leave it there, but that's a good overview. To help keep your personal energy field clear, exercise regularly, drink plenty of water, eat good food, meditate, reflect, ground, self-care, you know, perhaps even have a energy healing of sorts. Fun little story. I never had sleep paralysis my entire life until I moved into where I am now. Our little home is fine. It feels great. But the neighbor's house is so uncomfortable. My boyfriend was friends with a guy that lived here before us and he had warned him about the neighboring house being haunted he said one of the beds upstairs would levitate it's a huge bed and the entire thing would lift up and then slam on the ground when they were out of town he would hear the bed just consistently like slamming down by itself he was house sitting once and kept hearing footsteps whispers and rustling like in the walls It sounded like a human being was literally living in there, and it got to the point where it was driving him crazy. So he drilled a little hole (laughs) into the wall to see what was going on because he was legitimately concerned someone had somehow found a way to survive in there. But once he drilled the hole, it was very obvious that it was impossible for anybody to fit in there or even get in there. There was no way. So this only further instigated this feeling of haunting. The house gives me some serious (laughs) heebie-jeebies. I've seen stuff there. I've tried to talk to the beings there to calm them down or figure out if they needed help or anything, but their energy is so thick. I cannot handle it. (laughs) You can cut the tension with a knife, man. I'm not even kidding. Your hair is just standing up the entire time. Anyway, since my boyfriend moved away from home at 18, He's lived in many strange places (laughs) and began to have fairly consistent sleep paralysis. Nothing crazy, but about like three to four times a year. What's interesting is he is very much like an energy neutralizer. So he processes a lot of energy at the outskirts of his field, which is where he goes when he dreams. So he's naturally just processing and neutralizing like a lot of weird surrounding energy. The energy of our space is very protected, but I have to often reestablish it to prevent the neighboring energy from coming in. This is normal for any space. You got to keep putting up the boundaries. But one day, a couple years ago, I was lazy with it. (laughs) We were redoing the flooring, so I was preoccupied. We were sleeping on the floor in the, I guess you could call it the living room area. I was sleeping but starting to feel this really uncomfortable presence that kind of woke me up. But when I came awake, I realized I couldn't move. I saw an old woman with a black cloak on. She had long gray-white hair, was standing off to my right, and was just staring at me. I felt super uneasy, super uncomfortable. I started to panic a bit. I mentally yelled at her to leave me alone. I felt very scared and realized she was probably feeding off of my fear, so I needed to raise my frequency real quick. The first thing that came to mind was cupcakes for some reason. I don't even like sweets, but it was making me happy and feel good. So I focused on that, and then she slowly kind of started to fade into a mist, and then I was able to move, and all was fine. This happened another time last year, It all felt very similar. I didn't open my eyes that time. I just kept them shut and thought about like a nice happy memory of my cats playing and then it went away. So there you go. Don't let any weird sleep paralysis things try to get you. You got power over them. (laughs) You got this. Even if there is nothing that you're seeing, just allow yourself a moment to breathe and relax. You're not in danger and it's all good. Just breathe. Stay calm, think of happy thoughts, and you will be fine. The presence of extraterrestrials can also cause sleep paralysis, but that will only happen when they're in the room with you and it will feel incredibly intense, like this crazy static pressure all around that's pressing on your body and just tingling you. It is very uncomfortable and that is very loud. You will be able to tell (laughs) when it is from an extraterrestrial. If they're that present in your space, There's usually a soul contract in place where they will be working with you this lifetime, so it may just, you know, be an agreement that you guys are supposed to work together. Try your best to stay calm, but if it's too much, you can always demand they leave. You have free will, which overrides everything. If you need a refresher on dealing with extraterrestrials, episode four is all about it, so go give it another little listen real quick. (laughs) That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time!